Karen Pierce, OAM, has been involved in diversity and inclusion for 20 years at Basketball Victoria and now at Football Victoria. Karen is passionate about allowing everyone the chance to participate in football. Here she talks about the initiative, Our Game Network Victoria, which is a networking group designed to connect women involved in football. Here's Karen to talk about Our Game Network Victoria and the future of women's football in the state. It's actually a place for people to share ideas, learn from each other, celebrate what we do in football and be supported particularly around all the challenges that might come our way and all they do that come there. And it's a great space to um, be with others that can can provide that insight and that shoulder to lean on and all of that sort of thing. Um, Football Australia recently launched Our Game, which is an initiative aimed at harnessing the power of football. And that is all about building an inclusive and diverse game because we have a a national objective to reach 50-50 gender equity by 2027. So we've decided to call this group now Our Game Network Victoria. It has gone now national into all the other member feds and um, we're we're the first cab off the rank, I guess, from from beginning this whole new group that we've got. Um, And we need, everybody needs each other to actually um, support and drive towards that objective uh, and that's why that's that's why we have that. That's what it is. The um, the network and the launch, which is at the Royal Brighton Yacht Club on the 23rd of July in the Bayview Room. Uh, all the details are on our website, which is www.footballvictoria.com.au forward slash news. Um, tickets are $85. And there are a limited number of those available. We have Brent McDonald, who is talking about our Changemakers program. It's a partnership that we've had since 2019 between Victoria University and ourselves. And that addresses the gender drivers of inequity in Clubland. So we actually work directly with our clubs to change. So Brent's going to give an update on where that's at. We've got Tal Carp and Melissa Barbiera, um, who are going to talk about their journey as Matildas, uh, when when they were national players, I'll talk about the legacy and our strategy and there is plenty of opportunities for networking. It's a 4.30 arrival for a 5pm start and we should be out there by 9.30, but it should be a, a fabulous night and yeah, encourage anybody to come along and, and be part of it. Well, when I first started back in 2019, there was a network that had been established that was called the Women in Football Network. So um, they they use the acronym WIFN. But that was very female dominant. And it was because football is traditionally a very male dominant game. And it is severely lacking representation from women and girls across every aspect of our sport. So they put that together for the same reason, to be a place where women can be supported and nurtured and developed and and thrive. But the problem with that was it was to the detriment of actually allowing our men advocates to actually come in because it it was seen as a women in football network. So we need our our men and our boys to help drive the equity space as well. And um, so we decided to relaunch it and call it the Our Game Network Victoria to enable all of those men and boys in our clublands that are are doing amazing jobs in that equity space and to encourage them to be supported as well along the journey.
we we see leadership as really a an, an absolute key part of football, particularly at the moment with the pandemic. And there's been an, an absolute decrease in the number of volunteers at Clubland. So what generally happens, and not not in all spaces, but often women who are part of committees and boards uh, do, you know, they're there because they can provide a voice and all that, but it's often it's the confidence to enable them to get that voice. So we, we do a lot of leadership courses for our women and young girls. We had a, a youth advisory committee established late last year and they were young girls between the ages of 14 and 24 who put together a youth strategy. So we see an opportunity to to nurture in that leadership space. So anybody who is involved in any aspect of football can be provided those opportunities to increase their capabilities, their confidence, their knowledge base, all of that sort of thing around football. Coaches, we have uh, low rates of 12% women and girls in coaches who are encouraging more more women and girls to take up coaching and be developed through the pathways. That's what they want to do. And it's not just women coaching women and girls. We want to see women rising through the ranks, coaching men and boys as well. And that's, it's a, that's severely lacking in football. We also have um, only about a 9% rate of women and girls as referees. Um, we're not the only sport that has drastically reduced the number of referees during the pandemic. So we're really out there now. We've done a big review on our referees late last year and we're making a whole lot of changes in that space to provide opportunities for more women and girls in particular to come through as referees and, and go through the ranks there as well if that's what they choose. Anyone can be part of it. The only cost that there will ever be is you know, where we are unable to provide some of our functions for free, there will be a cost to to attend, but we will do online forums. There will be other face-to-face -face networking opportunities. And it's all around that showcase and celebration of um, women and girls and the men and boys who are championing the equity uh, in that space. So all you need to do is actually drop us a line and, yeah, be part of it. We, with the Women's World Cup coming around the corner too, I'm hoping there'll be other opportunities in there for, for anyone who's part of the network. So with this relaunch, um, we've had this funded or partially funded through the 2021-22 Change Our Game Community Activation Grants. And that was that's a program um, that's provided funding for initiatives that increase membership, improve culture and build safe and welcoming environments for women and girls through community sport. So I'd actually like to thank Minister Spence and the state government for that investment because that's allowed 100 of our current key football administrators who are driving the 50-50 space to attend our first function for free. Uh, so that's a, that's a huge support. There is a office for women in sport and active recreation that's part of state government. They do a lot of, a lot of support in that space as well. So this can provide other opportunities for people who are part of the network to to get online and, you know, attend forums and things like that all around the, the equity space. Oh, we, we are absolutely in a fabulous space. As Football Victoria, we're actually so committed to reaching that 50-50 target that it's central to everything that we do around football. But on top of that, it can't just be driven 
you know, I've always spoken about the fact that it can't be driven just out of a women and girls department. It has to be embraced by everybody, and that includes all of our clubs. So everybody needs to be committed and strive towards reaching that 50-50 because that's how we we will get there. The Women's World Cup is going to drive participation for us. It always, off the back of any major event, you know, you do get that phone runs hot. You know, you you get lots more people wanting to be involved, not just as players, but, you know, as volunteers, administrators, coaches if they want, referees if they can, which would be amazing. But we know that's coming. When, in 2019, I actually developed or we developed the Football Her Way strategy that was aligned to our current strategic plan at the, at the time. And that was all developed around how we were going to reach that 50-50 gender equity. As part of the successful bid submission for the FIFA Women's World Cup was a commitment to deliver a legacy. And that was nationally um, and into every state and territory as well. So our Legacy 23 plan delves deeper into the Football Her Way strategy to leverage that excitement and to enable us to actually grab those people that are coming to our game as a, you know, a benefit from being enthused around the Women's World Cup. We know the Matildas are an amazing brand and, you know, we can leverage their brand as well to actually drive engagement for us. So it's it's an absolute bonus uh, heading our way. So our legacy uh, is based on four key pillars. One of those is participation with a huge emphasis on grassroots because we believe that there'll be a lot of new young people coming to our game after the Women's World Cup. Uh, we have the facilities and infrastructure. Of course, you know, you, you can't drive participation without having sufficient facilities to to enable football to grow. So we have the home of the Matildas being built over at La Trobe University in Bandura. We are hoping to have that finished prior to the Women's World Cup. And that will be an administrative training and education hub for not just local football, but national and international um, administration and games. And of course, it's a home for the Matildas to train when they're in Victoria. Leadership, as we spoke about previously, is another key pillar and the talented pathway. So not just the, the pinnacle of the, you know, the top level kids, but enabling another, another part in the pathway that provides a greater opportunity for more kids to enter the pathway and be developed if that's their choice and ensuring particularly that our our regional kids have greater opportunities to do so as well.